Our scripture lessons this morning, for those who will worship with us later, on this 12th Sunday after Pentecost, the lessons come to us from the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, Psalm 112, verses 1 through 10, the New Testament epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8, and Luke's gospel, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. <clears throat> So today is, if I'm correct anyway, today is, the on, is only the second time that the book of Ecclesiastes appears in our three-year cycle of readings. So we are compelled a little bit to return to it. It appeared a few weeks ago, and today it is back, and so we're going to return there. <clears throat> in today's Old Testament lesson, the writer, or the preacher, as he refers to himself, is bringing his reflections about life to a conclusion. And as he does, he makes a very important observation, and then from that observation he offers some wise counsel. The preacher's observation is simply this, that life and the world is full of things over, we, over which we have no control. Life and the world is full of things over which we have no control. We see this frequently in our own experience, do we not? A young person eats right, exercises regularly, maintains an ideal body weight, doesn't smoke or drink, and yet collapses of a heart attack. The wife of a man who works with Connie at Fish and Game was recently traveling up Highway 55, just north of our house, with her 16-year-old son. She pulled over onto the shoulder of the road near Beacon Light Road to check a small trailer that she was pulling. And while she was out checking on the trailer, a passing car hit her and snuffed out her life in a moment while her 16-year-old son was there. Life is full of things over which we have no control. In the early 20th century, a prominent theologian by the name of Reinhold Niebuhr wrote a prayer, which we know as the Serenity Prayer. The prayer is actually much longer than the portion that we often quote, which is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Reinhold Niebuhr, like the preacher here in Ecclesiastes, I think, understood that life is full of things that are beyond our control. That's the observation from the preacher. But where is his wise counsel? <clears throat> the writer preacher here seems to say that because of the uncertainty of life and because much of life is beyond our control, the temptation for us is to become guarded and to begin to cling to things and cling to life very closely. And one of the ways that this happens to us is materially. With so much uncertainty in life, we feel like maybe we have to sort of circle the wagons and let every person fend for him or herself and do the best that you can. But as the writer of our epistle lesson says today, that attitude ultimately reflects a lack of trust in God. 
and the preacher of Ecclesiastes here agrees. The world's way is to, to accumulate and to hoard, but God's way is counterintuitive. The uncertainty of life is actually an opportunity, says the writer and the preacher here. The uncertainty of life is actually an opportunity and an invitation to open our hearts and lives and to give ourselves away. The preacher of Ecclesiastes says it this way, Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what evil may happen on earth. Scholars have understood these words in different ways, but one prominent line of interpretation sees this text as a call to give generously of our wealth and our material resources especially to those who are less fortunate or less well-equipped. This seems consistent also with the rest of the book of Ecclesiastes, where just a few chapters before this, the writer concludes that working hard to store up wealth for oneself is utter futility. No doubt the preacher would endorse John Wesley's admonition. We remember what John Wesley said, right? He said, earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Jesus would seem to agree with this. In another context, Jesus said, Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. It's like from cover to cover, the Bible seems to say that when you give your life and your resources away out of love of God and others, you will find yourself richly blessed. But the uncertainty of life can tempt us to become guarded and to believe that everything depends on us and to forget that God has promised to help us and to be with us. And the uncertainty of life doesn't merely tempt us to become guarded with material things. It can also tempt us to become guarded spiritually. When that happens, we end up endlessly waiting for ideal conditions before taking action in our spiritual life. The preacher here illustrates this point with a farming analogy. He says, he who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. It's like the farmer knows that he cannot delay planting his seed just because the wind is blowing heavily. In fact, he knows that he must find a way to sow his seed in spite of the wind. And the same is true of the harvest. A farmer might devise a thousand reasons why conditions are not ripe for the harvest, but that won't bring in the crops, will it? There's a spiritual analogy here, I think, for us. How many times have we sensed God calling us to something in our lives but then found ourselves waiting and delaying until the time was just right. A young father says, I'm going to become more regular in my prayer life. Once the kids are older and once I'm not working such long hours and stuff. A busy mom with a career says, I'm going to volunteer at, my, at the local hospital as soon as things slow down at work and at home. A business owner says, 
I'm going to volunteer at my church's food bank. Once I retire and things get a little slower and easier. And another says, I'm going to start that nonprofit business that I've always wanted to start to help underprivileged kids once the time is right. That same lack of certainty in life that keeps us guarded and tentative with material things can sometimes also keep us tentative in our walk with God. In our spiritual lives, if we keep on waiting for ideal conditions before we take action, we become like the farmer who is so busy looking for the perfect weather that he lets the whole spring season pass by without planting a single seed. Brothers and sisters, life and the world that we live in is filled with so much uncertainty. The world is full of so many things that are beyond our control. Given this reality, what is God's desire for us? Well, we can, we can clutch and grab hold of life and become so guarded that our whole world sort of caves in around us. Or we can cast ourselves out upon God's mercy and faithfulness. We can place ourselves in the hands of the one whose abundant provision is always more than enough. We can renew our faith, trusting that we are not alone, that everything is not up to us. And so as we come to the Lord's table this morning, come with faith that you are not alone wherever you may be in your journey this morning. Come with faith. Renew your faith that God is with you, even in the midst of life's great uncertainties, even in the midst of what might be a huge uncertainty in your life this very day, where you look out on the horizon and you're just not sure how it's all going to work out and how the pieces of the puzzle are going to come together. Come with faith to this marvelous place where grace is available to you. Even in the midst of life's uncertainties, come with faith. Receive the bread and the wine that he offers to you this morning as proof and as a reminder that it's not all up to you, that he is still sovereign, that he is still in control, that he is still managing the affairs of your life. And that with all of the uncertainty that swirls around you, as the writer to the epistle says, Jesus Christ, who offers you himself today in the bread and the wine, he doesn't change. His faithfulness never wavers. He's never inconsistent. He's never wishy-washy. He's always dependable. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thanks be to God. So come with faith today. Receive the grace that he offers you, even in the midst of all that is beyond your control. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.